Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this May 30th, 2020. Guys, uh, what you just listened to was a speech by Malcolm X. That speech was given on April 27th, 1962. It was uh, given in a question by the LA police while unloading suits from a car in front of the mall in front of the uh the mall um this is from 1962 as we all know a lot of different things are going on with people of african descent from that time that we are not happy to talk about and a lot of these things are now surfacing for years and years we've seen people being mistreated killed and murdered in ways in which just made 
everyone infuriated. Um, I was supposed to do a podcast about uh, hoarding your exes, but due to the state of America and we have protests going on in almost all of the major cities in America, I decided to do this episode about our current state of America and the murder of George Floyd out of Minneapolis. Now, the officer who murdered George Floyd was arrested and was locked up, but there were other officers that was with him the day that this happened that were not arrested. So there's supposed to be more arrests than the arrests that we currently that we already saw that was supposed to take place and these arrests did not take place. So due to these arrests not taking place, we see protests going on in almost every major city. There are protests going on in Georgia, protests going on in New York City, protests going on in Nashville, protests going on in the UK, protests going on in Philadelphia, protests going on in Minneapolis. <clears throat> we got LA, Atlanta, New York, Dallas, Chicago, Philly, Houston. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Protests at the White House. Protests in Seattle, and what's taking place in a lot of these places is that there's a fire being set to police cars. There's uh, um, words that are being put on police cars that uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and mention. You know, F twelve, and you know, F twelve. You know, twelve is uh, you know another way of saying police, and there's many angry people mad about the current state of America and for long and for too long people of African descent have been disenfranchised and not given any justice and we're still being murdered in ways in which we shouldn't be murdered and we're, we're just tired it's, it's just a lot of anger going on and guys I want to play some things for you here tonight um, I'm going to go ahead and play another speech for you uh, this speech was given by Martin Luther King um, about the riots that were taking place back in 1965. Um, so I'm going to play that guy for you guys. I would like for all of us to believe in nonviolence, but I'm here to say tonight that if every Negro in the United States turns against nonviolence, I'm going to stand up as a lone force and say this is the wrong way. I will never change uh, in my basic idea that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to the Negro in his struggle for freedom and justice. I think for the Negro to turn to violence would be both impractical and immoral. There is an increasingly vocal minority who disagreed totally with your tactics, Dr. King. There's no doubt about that. I will agree that uh, there is a, a group in the Negro community advocating violence now. I happen to feel that this group represents a numerical minority. 
surveys have revealed this, but the vast majority of Negroes still feel that the best way to deal with the dilemma that we face in this country is uh, through nonviolent resistance. And uh, I don't think this vocal group will be able uh, to make a real dent in the Negro community in terms of swaying 22 million Negroes to this particular point of view. And I contend that the cry of black power is at bottom a reaction to the reluctance of white power to make the kind of changes necessary to make justice a reality for the Negro. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. How many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't going to wait, that we've got to have our freedom. We've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we can avoid riots, but that we will be as militant and as determined next summer and through the winter uh, as we have been this summer. And I think the answer about how long it will take will depend on the federal government, on the city halls of our various cities, and on white America to a large extent. This is where we are at this point, and I think white America will determine how long it will be and which way we go in the future. Even Senator Jacob Javits asked the question recently. He said that he was a slum resident, but he and some of his fellow Jews were able to make it out of the ghetto on the Lower East Side. The same thing is true with lots of Irish, Italians. And he asked the question why the Negro finds it so difficult to make his way up out of the ghetto. You well, did. Number one, no other racial group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, it's nice to say other people were down and they got up. They were not slaves on American soil. The other thing is that the Negro has had high visibility. And because of the prejudices existing in this country, his color has been against him. It's been against him, uh, and they've used this to keep him from moving up. And the final analysis, when you say to a man that you are in this position because of your race or because of your color, you say to that man that he can never get out of it. Other racial groups have been able maybe to change the accent or change the names, but the Negro can't. Yeah, of course, we see Dr. Martin Luther King, as we know, he always preached about nonviolence and trying to find a way to get our message across without using so much violence. And what we're seeing now is... You know, we see people jumping, uh, people of European descent. We see police cars being set on fire. We see. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Excuse me, guys. We see police cars being set on fire, courthouses being set on fire. 
police precincts being set on fire. In Minneapolis, they set the third precinct on fire. In Nashville, Tennessee, here in the area where I live, they set the courthouse on fire. And these protests are going on. And like I said, in every major, every major city. So it's really to a point where everybody is frustrated, like Malcolm X said. As you heard Malcolm X said, if you don't show us some type of justice is being served, we're going to burn your house down. And that's what's actually taking place. I got some other some other uh, speeches I want to get get you guys get to you guys tonight. So be patient with me. I have another speech um, from a woman. I got it on Facebook. I'm gonna uh, leave a link to the Facebook page, and she's out of Minneapolis. And I'm gonna let you guys hear what she has to say. And I'm gonna go ahead and play that. You heard it, but I'm gonna go ahead and play the rest of it for you guys, so you can hear what she got to say. Come on, guys, hold on. This nation, and so we are in a state of emergency. Black people are dying in a state of emergency. We cannot look at this as an isolated incident. The reason why buildings are burning are not just for our brother, George Floyd. We're, they're burning down because people here in Minnesota are saying to people in New York, to people in California, to people in Memphis, to people all across this nation, enough is enough. And we are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target. Because Target should be on the streets with us calling for the justice that our people deserve. Where was AutoZone at the time when Philando Castile was shot in a car, which is what they actually represent? Where were they? So if you are not coming to the people's defense, then don't challenge us when young people and other people who are frustrated and instigated by the people you pay, you are paying instigators to be among our people out there throwing rocks, breaking windows, and burning down buildings. And so young people are responding to that. They are enraged, and there's an easy way to stop it. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them. Not just here in Minneapolis. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being murdered. Charge them everywhere. That's the bottom line. Charge the cops. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about, the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people, and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came here. So looting is what you do. We learned it from you. We learned violence from you. We learned violence from you. The violence was what we learned from you. So if you want us to do better, then damn it, you do better. Yes, as y'all heard the young woman in the video, her name is Tamika. I don't know her last name, guys. Um, she's out in Minneapolis. 
And as you hear, everybody's frustrated, everybody's angry in many different places. You know, they they did burn down a target. That's what she was talking about. They burned down a target in Minneapolis, and they burned down an auto zone. That auto zone is actually where it started at. And allegedly, allegedly, guys, one of the cops in Minneapolis is the ones who started this whole ordeal that happened in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Um, and, and and I say allegedly because I don't have this uh, the uh, schematics or the statistics. Uh, Excuse me, guys, excuse me, I'm pulling over my words. I don't have the information right here in front of me, but allegedly one of the cops is the ones who started the fire at the auto zone. Um, guys, I, as you see, like I said, I started off with Malcolm X because Malcolm X message is what we're seeing happening now. Um, a lot of people do not want to take the Martin Luther King, and a lot of people didn't want to take that, take that way back in the day because... They were saying that we're being beat, we're being killed, we're being murdered, we're being treated in a worse way. And because we're being treated this way, it's time to take action. Um, I want to let y'all guys hear another message from Killer Mike. Killer Mike is an ex-rapper out of Atlanta. I want to go ahead and get his uh, speech going for what he said. It's from, um, it was from... Uh, Channel 2 News, I believe that's there in Georgia. It was breaking news. I want to give them guys a shout out too. So I want you guys to hear what Killer Mike has to say because I believe this is something that was very important that people should hear as well. Let me go ahead and play that for you guys. They didn't want to come and I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Um, my cousin He's an Atlanta City police officer and my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta that even after becoming police had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later. I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment. Because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother People like my aunts and uncles who are members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were. 
and we're a lot better than cities are. Yes, God, that was new, uh, a message from Killer Mike. Uh, like I said, he's in Atlanta, a rapper out of Atlanta. And <clears throat> tell him, you know, his message is, you know, basically we shouldn't burn down the house. We shouldn't burn down the house, but we should try to find another way to go about doing these protests so that the message is uh, spread clearly. That's what Martin Luther King was trying to say, because the rioting and the looting and all of that stuff, it distracts the original message. And also uh, George Floyd, you guys, who was murdered on May 25th by an officer who held his knee tightly down on George Floyd's neck for a amount of nine minutes until he uh, passed away. His mother came out to say that the, this this looting and this crime that's basically been called as crime is distracting uh, justice from actually being served the proper way, guys. I'm coming up on a 30-minute mark. I want to play a couple of more things for you guys. Uh, this is from Louis Farrakhan. He has, this is not about the current state, but it's just what he had to say uh, some years ago. trying to force us, force us to do and what they're trying to force people to do is what's actually happening right now you know what they're forcing people of african to do <coughs> is do exactly what they're doing now and that's showing that they are tired showing that they are frustrated showing that they are angry and expressing this frustration and this anger in ways in which a lot of people are really not comfortable with nowadays. Now, guys, I want to go ahead and play something for you guys. I actually wrote this myself. Um, I'm going to play it for you guys. Since we're coming up on a 30-minute mark, I want you guys to hear this. So this morning, I'm going to do a repost of that poem. I can't breathe. Your arm is clasped tightly around my voice box. So if I start the box for air, you'll squeeze tightly out of fear. I can't breathe. Your knee is so please let me stand up and put my hands up. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You're smothering me. Lord, please help me. I can't breathe. R.I.P. to George Floyd. R.I.P. to Eric Yes, guys. R.I.P. to George Floyd. R.I.P. to Eric Gardner. R.I.P. to Philando Castile. R.I.P. to Mike Brown. R.I.P. to Trayvon Martin. R.I.P. to everybody that we've lost over the years to the senseless, the senselessness of police officers. You know, R.I.P. to Tamir Rice, R.I.P. to Sean Bell, R.I.P. to, uh, I forgot the guy's name that got hit uptown in New York. Um, 
uh, I forgot his name. It's not coming to me, God. But R.I.P. Rodney King. R.I.P. to Rodney King. R.I.P. to everybody that, that has stress back in the days. Guys, we're tired. We need some justice. Things need to change. Police officers need to be trained better. There should be no more people being put in chokeholds. No more people being strangled to a point where they have to die by almost getting arrested, guys. This has to stop, guys. It really does, guys. We really got to do better. America is a place for everyone. That's what it's supposed to be. This is not people of European descent land. This is not their land. America is the home of the free. We have to stop saying that. We have to get to that point where we're not trying to uh, disenfranchise any races because this land belonged to the Native Americans to begin with, guys. And as I come upon the uh, 30-minute mark, I want to thank you guys for listening to Relationship Stuff 101's podcast tonight. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you're still out there fighting. Hopefully you, you know, you. this is going to send a message to you to have you join in the fight, join in a march, and join in trying to get some justice done in your neighborhoods and in your um, cities and everywhere across the land. So thank you for listening to Relationship Stuff 101's podcast here on this Saturday night, May twenty, May 30th, 2020, guys. Also, make sure y'all do social distancing while you're out there protesting. Also, make sure you guys are washing your hands. We do still have a pandemic going on, guys, so please make sure that y'all are out there being safe as y'all protest, as y'all show how y'all want to fight for justice. R.I.P. again to George Floyd. R.I.P. to everyone that we've lost through the senseless police, uh, unpolice training, unpolice training. Thank you. I want to thank you guys again. Relationship Stuff 101. I've been your host, Shahir Henderson. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and a great summer as well. I'll be back with another podcast next week, and I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast here now. Thank you guys once again. Y'all have a good one. R.I.P. to George Floyd.